Hey, it's Neville Medora here, and today we're going to be talking about six things. Good friends bring up hard conversations, a Fender amp ad, cutting back on caffeine, a single speed bike to improve cardio, taking people spearfishing to make friends, and crappy marketing in the wild. Well, let's start with the swipe of a cool Fender guitar amp. So I wanna put this in my cool vintage ads I wanna have framed collection. So this is a 1958 Fender amps print ad that promotes Fender's musical superiority over other guitar amps. And it kind of lists out all the features it has that are just better than others. And I just really love the imagery on this one. I don't think this is necessarily some sort of like really genius copywriting ad, but it gets your attention. And back in the day, people used to cut out magazine ads and post them on their wall. I can imagine someone doing this. It's like of a little girl like laying in bliss in front of this Fender amp ad and someone else is playing the guitar. And I think this is an awesome ad. I would love to print this one out. It's pretty cool. Here's a little bit of wisdom. I don't know if I'm the one to dish out wisdom, but let's try it. So I think that good friends bring up hard conversations, even if it's unpleasant. So let's say you have a friend and they're doing a bad habit. And if you see this friend have a bad habit in doing it, it might be worth a difficult conversation to bring it up because no one else will. Sometimes people have uh, a great personality, but there's like a little quirk that uh, is off and, and they might not know that they're doing this. And someone telling them might be the first step to them solving this. I've had this happen many times in my life. And I've done this many times with people I'm close to. And the reason I do it with people I'm close to is because if it's someone I don't know, to be honest, I don't care. I don't care if they do this and drive away people in their life, if they have some sort of bad habit, like talking too much or interrupting or some weird thing like that. But I've learned that there's a better way to approach this. Um, in the past, I used to just say, you talk too much and it's annoying. And I think it comes off very abrupt and rude. And sometimes people don't take that to heart because they think it's like an attack or just some random uh, you know, attack you have on them. But instead, I've learned to use uh, a couple different methods. One, I first learned to ask if someone wants feedback. And only if they accept do I give it. And pretty much every time someone accepts. But I think this frames the conversation as, hey, I'm not just going to attack you. I'm, I noticed something and I, I want to tell you, but only if you want to hear it. And so I think that really uh, opens up the conversation a little bit better. I've also used uh, the compliment sandwich where you start the conversation off with saying, you know, you love the person, you want them to be in your life. And that's why you're bringing up this issue. And then you tell them the issue. And then you remind them at the end that you are there to help with it and you love them and all that kind of stuff. And so it's not quite as abrupt as like, you talk too much. It's annoying. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a much a softer, gentler way to approach it. Here's a, a little interesting tidbit I learned. I'm currently doing this healthy week with some people, and it includes doing no added sugar. I have a 1500 calorie limit on no workout days and a 2000 calorie limit on workout days. And then I'm also trying to cut back on caffeine. So originally I said no to low caffeine and everything has been super easy for this. No added sugar, easy 1500 calorie limit, no workout days, all that stuff's been easy. The only thing is caffeine. That has been by far the hardest thing. And I've been shocked how hard it was actually. So I went with caffeine for about two days and I just never felt like I woke up. Uh, I was kind of like lethargic all day. I was doing my work, but barely. I wasn't having a lot of good ideas. And I kind of had headaches, like basic caffeine withdrawal stuff. And I never get headaches, so I know it was that. And uh, I just wasn't very motivated to do much work. So I'm not against caffeine. I think it's great. But man, I didn't realize cutting back on it would be so hard. 
And here is the problem. So I used to not drink caffeine on the weekends. And the reason was to reset my tolerance each week. So I'll drink caffeine all week and then on the weekends I don't. And that way you never really build up a dependence on it. However, this year, for whatever reason, I've been drinking caffeine every single day. And so I was drinking about 300 milligrams to 400 milligrams a day, which is still a safe range, but on the higher end. Um, I cut back to under 200 milligrams this week. I, I was like, I, I was on a couple of consults and I needed to be in tip top shape for these consults. So I was like, you know what? I owe it to these people to uh, be on a little caffeine. So I'm doing 200 milligrams per day um, this week. And the next week I'll go under 100 milligrams and then do periodic tolerance resets by either drinking no caffeine on weekends or switching to the lower grade caffeine like decaf or green tea or something like that. But anyways, quitting caffeine, if you've been drinking it every day, I thought it'd be easy. The first day was almost like sort of easy, and the second day was rough. Woof. It was hard. Anyways, here's a fun picture. Um, I, I, I got this fun recent purchase, and it was a single-speed bike. Not a fixy bike where it's fixed pedal, just single-speed, meaning you pedal, and that's the speed you're pedaling at. There's no other way to shift. There's no shifters or anything. And I bought this as an extra bike, one to just have at my house. And, you know, if an, a friend wants to go for a little bike ride with me, they can come along. So that's fun. But also the main cardio exercise I get is riding my bike to the gym. That's exactly one mile away from my house. Now on the way to the gym, it's relatively easy, but on the way back, it's rough. The reason it's relatively easy on the way there is because it's all downhill, but on the way back, it's all uphill. And these hills have steep, steep grades. Meaning if I stop pedaling on them, I literally cannot start the bike up. Uh, with this big fixed gear, it's difficult to get started. And so since this is my main form of cardio exercise, this uh, one speed does something for me. It forces me to get back up those hills by pedaling really, really hard and I cannot stop. So if I crest a hill and then come back down, I have to keep pedaling, gain up momentum, and then really, really pedal to get up that hill. And if I stop, I, I literally won't get up the hill and I have to walk it. So this new bike has just one gear, which makes it look kind of cool. It's just like, there's like no stuff on it, which I like. And so uh, the benefits of the single speed bike, it forces me to get better cardio. The bike is super simple, very few components and parts. And uh, it's silent. It's, it's kind of weird. I always assumed bikes, like, you know, when you don't pedal, it makes that sound. It's like the gears grinding. Well, since there's no gearing on this, it's completely silent. So when I pedal, it's silent. When I don't pedal, it's silent. It makes zero noise at all. No, no whining, no clicking, no nothing. It's, it's pretty cool. So it's incredibly difficult to pedal this thing up hills, but man, it has been great for my cardio. Um, here's, a, here's a little essay. So this is a cool way I've seen someone make new friends and meet new and interesting people. And it's by having a very, very interesting offer. So here's the example. So two years, years ago, me and my buddy Noah rented a house in Malibu, California. And this guy named John Senstrom, who runs like a kind of like a fishing tour company, reached out and asked us if we wanted to go spear fishing. So that sounded awesome. So we were like, hell yeah, of course. So uh, we told him to come over and our house was directly on the beach. Uh, I'm totally bragging there. And so he came over and brought out all the stuff for us to go spear fishing with. So he brought everything we needed, including wetsuits, spear guns, weights, fins, etc. And he gave us some training and taught us how to, you know, not die while spear fishing, which was helpful. And we, uh, we came back and there was about, uh, I don't know, five or six fish that he caught. And we spent the rest of the day teaching. Uh, he helped us, or he taught us and helped us prepare fish into sushi. And then we also made some of that fish into ramen. 
And so John says if he ever wants to meet someone, he'll he'll offer to take them spearfishing, which is a pretty unusual thing. So a lot of people say yes. And he's met so many cool people through this, and it costs him nothing. He already has all the equipment. He already has the know-how. And it's a super memorable experience for everyone involved. And so I thought this was just a super creative and interesting way to meet cool people. It's a total win-win-win. He wins. The interesting person wins. And uh, I guess the fish don't win. So other than that, it's a win-win-win. <laughs> um, here's a fun sketch. Here is crappy marketing in a fun way. Crappy marketing, what it is, is a fun way to get attention. It's by making marketing that's just like super ghetto. Like it looks like it's painted in Microsoft Paint. So recently the North Carolina Department of State Treasurer got in the action of crappy marketing and they're trying to hire a graphics designer and they put out this tweet where uh, they made it in Microsoft Paint and it says, we are looking for a graphic designer with a smiley face. And it looks super, super crappy. It ended up getting like 100,000 plus likes and 7,000 retweets. It totally worked. And they used crappy marketing and did a great job at it. And I bet they got a ton of applicants for this. Anyways, I hope you like this. My name is Neville Medora. If you'd like to sponsor this newsletter, go to copywritingcourse.com sponsor. And I'd love to have you on as a sponsor. And get this, I always send out emails to you to the reader, right? And the problem with that is there's no feedback loop other than the email replies I get, which are nice. Um, I, I don't get a lot of feedback or get to know who the people are behind these emails. And so I like to constantly chat on the phone with members of this newsletter, hear their stories, see what they do, uh, chat about, uh, the, the calls go all over the place. It, it's not like a set, set of questions or anything. So if you wanna chat with me, Neville, for 10 minutes or so, respond to this email, uh, I wanna chat. So send me that and we'll send you a scheduling link. Now we don't just send out the scheduling link because then like a, a million people sign up and then don't do it. So I want to indicate that you have some sort of interest in doing it. So if you want to chat, reply, I want to chat and I'll send you a scheduling link and we can talk. Anyways, my name is Nel Medora. I hope you enjoyed this. I'll talk to you later. Bye.